It is Thursday, February 4th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy who doesn't have to worry about his barber, J.P. <laughs> Shadrick. Yeah, that's fair. Welcome in, Jaguars Happy Hour. I am J.P. Shadrick. Jeff Lagerman with us. We have a program for you today. Lots to get to. Well, not as much as we thought. We're still waiting on the staff announcement. We've seen all these names reported of assistant coaches linked to the Jacksonville Jaguars, but no official announcement as of yet from the team. We will talk about some of the names that have been linked, though. Roster evaluation. We'll touch on a few key positions. Once the staff has announced, they'll do that as well. If they haven't started already, I'm sure they have. The scouting process changed during the 2020 season. We'll hear from Bucky Brooks. He joined us on a podcast Wednesday and get his thoughts on some of that. Telvin tweets. Telvin Smith tweeted for the first time in a year and a half, and that has stirred up Twitter in Jaguar land. And, yes, Super Bowl 55 is right around the corner, a few days away down in Tampa. Jeff Lagerman joins us now from his home studio. And, Logs, it's good to see you and good to be with you. And happy Thursday. Yeah, happy Thursday and good to be seen. I've got to send this out because I was up in Georgia the last couple days, and the Jaguars reportedly hired, his name is Tyler Bowen, Bowen, okay. to be the tight ends coach, yeah. and he obviously, uh, Penn State. and. It is big news up in middle Georgia because he grew up right in that area where we have a place up there. Ah. And so people are all texting me and, and calling me, <laughs> friends of mine that live up there in Georgia, say, yeah, you guys got one of our home guys. He's going to be one of your coaches. And so a lot of people in Telfair and Wheeler County that are very proud to have him as a part of the Jaguar staff. Is that uh, near Onion Country, Vidalia, and all that stuff? How far yeah, away is yeah, all that? Yeah, it's not far at all. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah. not far at all. And he, he was uh, reportedly a really good football player there. And I think he played at Penn State, mm -hmm. uh, maybe even coached a little bit at Penn he State. Did. Yes, but he did. It, yeah, so so my, my phone the last <laughs> two days, as soon as the news broke, I guess, that and, and it obviously hasn't been released by the team, but the reports that he took the job as the tight ends coach with the Jaguars. And obviously, um, some of the people that I know up there, they were immediately calling me, said, yeah, you got one of ours. And I'm like, that's great. I said, I can't wait to meet him eventually, and hopefully I will be able to meet him face-to-face, -face and, and hopefully the team will announce the moves, and I'm sure that that will be coming after the Super Bowl, once uh, Urban has assembled all of his staff. I think they're still waiting on a couple of the last uh, signings to make them official before they put it out. So maybe tomorrow, but I think you're right, Logs. Next week is probably most likely that you'll see the official word from the Jaguars and then uh, maybe a, a, a media appearance from some of those new coaches as well. Yeah, and and I don't I don't know if the league puts out something official, and they probably don't but it's probably one of these ways in which they do it through the back channels in that when it's the week of the Super Bowl, they would rather not have any distraction whatsoever and have the entire focus on, on the league when Roger Goodell speaks like he did today. Yes. And then also to have the focus on the game because the game is what makes the NFL great. And so you have to have the focus at the important times on the game. So 
I'm sure that the league hasn't demanded or put out any, any de decrees or anything official for that matter, but the league would prefer not to have any other announcements to take away from what a wonderful week this is going to be and what a great game that this is going to be this weekend. Logs, let's touch on a couple of those names. I know last week we went through the coordinator hires and a few other names that were linked, but now there have been some other names that have popped out. And for me, you know, the, the offensive coordinator, certainly vital. And now they've apparently are hiring a passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach in Brian Schottenheimer. For me, those two spots, whatever touches the quarterback room, considering what's going to happen or if we feel like it's going to happen with the number one, number one overall pick, those two hires, I think, were the most important of the coaching hires for Urban Meyer this year. Yeah, and just uh, real quick, uh, thoughts and prayers to the Schottenheimer family. Obviously, Marty Schottenheimer has uh, been a big name in the National Football League for many years. I know he, he's battling some some physical issues, and so uh, thoughts and prayers to the Schottenheimer family. But uh, to, to talk specifically about the, the Jaguars' offensive makeup, I like the fact that they're kind of bringing in a blend of guys that are going to be able to provide offensive input because you're looking at Bevel, you're looking at Schottenheimer, and then Urban Meyer himself. And, yeah. and any time that you can get a conglomeration of very good minds that come together and be a force as one, I think that's a real positive. So I, I like what Urban has done on the offensive side, or at least reportedly done on the offensive side of the ball. And I think he's done something similar to that on the defensive side of the ball. You've added some people that have kind of been there and done that as, as defensive coordinators go and at diff different levels, obviously, because with Joe Cullen being a first-time defensive coordinator, the more minds that are able to help him, and obviously the stronger that you can be as a coaching staff, the stronger the minds individually and the collection of them makes your defense better. Yeah, you mentioned that uh, the defensive coaching staff and reportedly the D-line coach, Josh Lupoy, from uh, the former Alabama co-defensive coordinator. He was the Falcons D-line coach as well. Charlie Strong is apparently going to be on the defensive staff in some capacity. Then he and Urban go way back to the Florida days. Zach Orr has interviewed and will be part of the staff reportedly as well. And the secondary coach, Chris Ash. And, you know, on the defensive side logs, you got to think about the, uh, the job that Chris Ash is going to have if he is announced as the secondary coach because – as we talked about on a podcast earlier today, Logs, it's going to come out tomorrow on Jaguars.com and the official Jaguars podcast network. There's really only one secondary position that is solidified as a starter, and that's C.J. Henderson, right? Everybody else, I think everything else is up for grabs in the secondary, so there will be a lot of new faces back there for him to deal with. Well, I think you could say that for a lot of parts of the roster with the exception of maybe the offensive line where you feel pretty good about the percentage of numbers or the number of guys being back. But uh, the secondary is going to be that way. The interior of the defensive line could be a little bit of a question mark. The linebackers you feel pretty good about. But the tight end group is one. The wide receiver yeah. group is another one, JP, if some guys don't resign. So uh, that's just what you have when you have a new staff, you have a very young roster, and you have a team that hasn't had very much success. That's just that's just the nature of the business. So uh, to have a young secondary to uh, and have a coach come in and with the challenge of trying to, to put together a secondary, look, that's part of the challenge, and that's why they pay coaches. You know, you got to develop, draft, and develop. And then some of the guys that you get, maybe you're not drafting them, 
but either older guys and look, you got to teach them your system and you got to develop them within your system. So that's why they pay coaches the big bucks, JP. That's right. Yes, they do. And uh, that's why Urban's going to lean on his coaches and, and not, uh, you know, if there's a mistake made on the field by a player, he's going to coach the coaches and then let those guys go touch the players. <laughs> right. Yeah. The old, the old, we talked about, yeah, it goes downhill. Right. Yeah. It's called the downhill. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> it rolls downhill and that's, uh, that's the way it should be. It's, it certainly does. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, hopefully early next week we'll have an official announcement and a media availability maybe with some of these new coaches uh, because I think a lot of people are excited to hear from some of these guys to, to get an idea of what this thing's going to look like. What's the offense going to well, – the, the, what are the basic tenets of this football team? Well, and, and totally understand it, JP, and, and here's the deal. Uh, the Jaguars got a new – coach, which is essentially a new CEO in Urban Meyer, and people are starving for information. Yeah, they right. they want to they wanna hear from them. They want to they wanna understand what, uh, what they're going to say. They want to hear what they're going to say. And the curiosity factor and the excitement is, is at, at all-time high, and, and rightfully so, because you have so much excitement that's going to be building to, into the seats. And I'm not saying that the excitement is for this team to all of a sudden show up on the on opening day and all of a sudden be a contender. That That's not it. But where this team could be headed with a, a new CEO, a new coach, and Urban Meyer, and then also what is expected to be a new quarterback, which the expectations are that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. And so people want to hear. They want to hear about their football team. They want to, they want to hear from Urban what it's going to look like. What kind of defense are you going to run? What's the offense going to look like? What do you think about the players that are currently on this team? What do you think about the players that you could acquire? What kind of a players do you want to acquire? So right. there's so much curiosity, and I totally understand it, and that's all part of the excitement that I think is going to be building at a level that maybe hasn't been seen before in quite some time in Jaguars history. 4-3 or 3-4, what are you running, Joe, and on defense, all that stuff, man. That's, that's, uh, that's the fun part because people are excited about it, and it's just been a little bit since we've had – anything official from the Jaguars football team, but I, I have a feeling that all is coming. By the way, you know, at what point can we stop kind of dancing around the number one pick? Like, come on, can we go ahead and just say it's going to be when the, the quarterback names announced. from Clemson? <laughs> right, right. Hey, hey the, rea the reality is, JP, is that it it's got to be da danced around until the name is announced. Or until okay. they say something just, early otherwise, which I don't think they would. They're not going to say anything early. Right. You know, and here's the, thing, here's the reason why. Why would you want to go ahead and sell yourself short as far as organizationally and give all of the suspense now to the number two pick? Because the more suspense that you create with the number one pick, the more conversation that there is about the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that's marketing 101. Look, you want to be talked about. If all of a sudden you just say, okay, Trevor Lawrence is the pick, then all of a sudden the curiosity, even though maybe yeah. the curiosity is only 5%, it's still there right. because it's still unknown. So you want to still be the topic of conversation when it comes to the draft. So from a marketing standpoint, you do not let your hand be, be known to the public. You don't turn it that way. You keep it that way. And then allow the conversation to be about you. And then uh, at some point, okay, when the announcement is made, then great. I mean, that's why when Joe Theismann makes an announcement I guess yesterday or today, whenever it was, <laughs> right. that okay, maybe it's going to be Zach some other Wilson, quarterback Zach that Wilson. should be drafted right. number one overall. Sure, yeah. I mean that, that's that's Joe Theismann trying to bring attention to himself, which is Joe. That's what Joe does best. 
okay? And Joe does that incredibly well. And, uh, and he's trying to get people to talk about himself and, and totally get it. Uh, but the reality is that that's not even a possibility. And if, and if Joe Theismann thinks that, then Joe Theismann needs to get a drug test. Oh, well, okay then. Uh, Brett Favre said Devontae Smith should be the pick at number one. Well, it's a wide receiver, look, and, 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 and Brett knows quarterbacks. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Brett's got it. And Brett's just, you know, he, he's trying to be, uh, I guess you could say, look, he's a dynamic player and there's no question. Right. He's an Alabama receiver, right, JP? Correct. The guy you're talking about? Yeah, he won the Heisman. Yeah, he, he's Might a have great heard of player. Him. Yeah. Yeah, and, and what he was able to do in, the, in a national championship, but I mean, just, just sick. I mean, the guy was just uh, unbelievable and one of the best games ever in the history of, of college sports and certainly on that level of, in the stage that he was on. I mean, you can't surpass that, or at least I haven't seen a performance that would have been able to surpass that. So uh, I think Brett Favre was just making a point that if you had to go a different direction, then certainly that's the one to make. But Brett Favre would be the first one to tell you because Brett's no dummy. And that if he was making the decision, he'd be picking a quarterback. The man played the position. He knows how important a quarterback is. Right. And Brett's no dummy. Yeah, he's a, he is in a little hot water from some people about uh, his discussion of the Deshaun Watson situation and glass houses. If you live in one, you better not throw stones. He had a similar situation when he was uh, trying to get out of Green Bay and on to Minnesota. Yeah, Brett, Brett, Brett could, uh, Brett's got to kind of walk a little bit careful because <laughs> – Brett could have a lot of stones thrown against his glass house. That's right. Okay, for a, a lot of things that he has had happen in his past. So uh, Brett, Brett Favre is certainly not uh, above uh, a lot of conversations or criticisms, that's for sure. Let's come back. We've got plenty ahead. We'll touch on a couple of key positions for the Jacksonville Jaguars, evaluate those. Free agency is next up, really, for the uh, Jags in the off-season calendar of events in the National Football League. A little later, some scouting changes in 2020 because of COVID-19. We'll go around the National Football League as well. Roger Goodell discussing London today and many more things. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. 
Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour on a Thursday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman. And welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun. Beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season. Place a deposit at jaguars.com. They're going quick, Logs. Those tickets. Logs, you got to get them, JP. You got to get them. You got to get them. Got to get them because they'll be gone. And they're only going to keep going faster, which is cool. So I guess you can't say that uh, come and see Trevor Lawrence yet, right? No, right, but so. see, you would you would go against what you just said earlier. This is the marketing. I thing, know, right? I know, I know. You, you got you got you got to sell Urban, and I'm sure the Jaguars marketing department is going. Please just just let us imply <laughs> that it's going to be Trevor Lawrence, you know. But uh, no, you can't do that yet. It uh, it's it's kind of understood, so I'm sure people don't need to actually hear the name Trevor Lawrence, but because uh, they're going to get a, a really good football player at that number one uh, pick overall. That, that that's exciting, though. I mean, how many? Yeah, right. Has there been? And this is something I honestly don't know the answer to. And this is the first time that the Jaguars have ever selected number one overall. How many teams in the National Football League have never? selected number one overall Hmm. that's a great trivia question and i don't know the answer to that and maybe joe or or jp maybe you know off the top of your head i do not know You're like rain man uh stand by i've got uh i've got a lead on this while we're doing this live right here so stand by let me uh, get to the proper thing i think we're gonna have this is a few years ago right 
A few years ago, there were four active teams. This is three years ago. Broncos, Jaguars, Seahawks, and Ravens had never picked first overall three years ago. Okay. So I think that's still true. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, right? I mean, uh, there's only four teams, and in uh, the excitement level, especially with the – I mean, it's, 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 it's no different than when Andrew Luck was available. I mean, Andrew Luck, when, when the Jaguars played the Colts at that last game of the season, it was – pretty much generally understood that that was the suck for luck campaign. <laughs> right. <laughs> and everybody knew it. Even though at the time everybody was saying, oh, the Colts are assured they're not going to, you know, definitely draft Andrew Luck. They're going to go through the process. But the entire campaign of that season, they were talking about teams sucking for luck. I mean, that's, you know, so, and, and this Trevor Lawrence thing, I think is very similar as far as the, the caliber of player that people are calling Trevor Lawrence at the collegiate level. This is comparable. And it creates excitement. And there's not many players that have come out of college that can create that level of excitement. And Andrew Luck certainly was a, a unbelievable skill set. His measurables, his arm strength, his intelligence, all of those things. But then you add how Trevor Lawrence wins to that and it takes it to a different level because Trevor Lawrence has won like no other quarterback has ever won at the levels that he's played at so far, which is simply amazing. Big throws on big stages and big moments for three full years, really, at Clemson. So uh, he's done it in a lot of different ways, and hopefully he can bring that to the National Football League. We're, we're not saying it yet. We're not saying it yet, but uh, we've got a lot of talk ahead in the few months ahead before the – well, it's not that far away now, right? It's February already. The draft will be at the end of April. Let's talk now, Logs, about a couple of key position groups here, and we could talk about offensive line all day long, right? I mean, that's – I think – if we're if we're looking at it, the the roster that's there now, the interior guys to to me, and I think we've had this discussion already. The three interior guys, I you can keep and roll with those guys. I know it's a lot of salary there. There's uh, some better play to be desired, I think, from the right tackle from last year, Jawan Taylor. Probably he would be the first to tell you he didn't play up to expectations. And then Cam Robinson was in a contract year last year. What will the new decision makers think of him? That's where we are on the offensive line. And by the way, Andrew Norwell played under Urban Meyer his last two years at Ohio State. This was Urban's first two years as the coach at Ohio State. That's a long time ago, but it never hurts to have him in your corner from the old days. Um, but the big, biggest question on the line logs is left tackle. And we could talk about Cam Robinson all day, but it's really a matter of what uh, Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer – think he could do? What can they find in free agency? What could they find in the draft? Is it worth giving him a, a franchise tag? There's a lot of question marks around the left tackle. Well, I think the, the, the level of interest in Cam Robinson is going to be directly related to what they think they can get elsewhere. And that's in free agency and also the college draft. And so there's a value that will be put on Cam Robinson based on those other opinions. And that's going to be formulated by the, the bright minds of Trent Baalke, of Ur Urban Meyer, and then whoever the announced offensive line, line coach is. So, uh, but clearly, 
if you can get better at left tackle, then you go and get better. And getting better doesn't necessarily mean going out and getting somebody different. It could mean improving from uh, the guy that you currently have, which is Cam Robinson. So uh, that's the nice thing ab about it is that, you know, you've got an opportunity to work to maybe re-sign him before free agency starts, which nobody else has an opportunity to do. So if your opinion is, look, we're not going to be able to do better in college, in the college draft, or we're not going to be able to do better in free agency, then you can now go ahead and start trying to make efforts to retain Cam Robinson. Does that mean it'll work? No, not necessarily. Because if a player is smart, they try to get the free agency to find out what their direct value is. But the, the caveat this year is a little different in that if you feel like the offer is really good, there is a limited number of teams that are going to have the money to spend. So you have to kind of take that into your, into your thinking if you're a player. So it's a challenging year for a lot of free agents. And I think you're going to see a lot of teams and a lot of players that are more apt to spend money on short term teams spending the money and the players taking the deals that are more short term oriented to be able to hopefully cash in later on once the league's economics recover from the COVID pandemic. All right, GM Jeff Logovan, what would you do? Well, I mean, JP, I'd like to see the list. I mean, just like I said, I'd like to see the list. Well, let of, me ask you a different way. What my scout. Let me ask a different way then. Let me just ask okay. about Cam Robinson's season. Because, yes, we could go down the path of who's out there. I don't know yet, all that stuff. All right. Let's just start with right. number 74. Did he play well enough for you to, in theory, pay him $12 million on the franchise? Um, and $12 million is not that expensive for a football team that has the cap room. And most franchise left tackles that recently in free agency were receiving 16, 17 million a year. So is 12 million an expensive number? Absolutely not. So I, I wouldn't hesitate to offer that $12 million number and, and assign a one-year value because you can franchise tag him at 12 million and still try to acquire his eventual replacement. I would have no problem with that if I was making the decision. I would feel really good about that. Hmm. Because you you know what he is. You know no, what he's been JP, through. I get the best of both worlds. You got I mean, if, if I'm making that decision, I'm paying him $12 million and I get to keep it. I get to keep him. And so I, I get to keep him. He can't go anywhere. And so he's on my roster this year. And then that gives me a year to find his replacement for the following year or eventually maybe right. even for this year. It's one less you thing know? to worry and, and about this year. That right. gives you a little, bit of, a little bit of luxury. Yeah, one one less thing to worry about. They had a long list of things to worry about already if you can – take a couple of those off the list by retaining or, you know, changing the way things are done in contracts, then this could be the year to do that for sure, especially with the, the cap and the number coming down. I know there's plenty of room here, but all those changes can adjust everything around the NFL. Uh, how do you feel about the interior guys? Uh, I, I really like the interior guys. First of all, I think Norwell had an excellent year. Excellent see, year. See, there's a lot of there's a narrative out there though that the, the fans are just all over him all the time. It, it doesn't well, I seem think, I think right. a couple of years ago that was probably within reason because he didn't have a great year. He was nicked up a little bit. He didn't play very well. The team was throwing the ball a lot, which is really not his forte, and didn't run the ball as well. And uh, but I thought the last two years, this year, this past year especially, I thought Norwell played really well. Brandon Linder is a good football player. 
when he's on the field. Got to be healthy. The problem is that he's not always on the field, JP, as we know. He's missed a lot of games over the last number of years, which has made the value of Tyler Shatley very high for this football team. I would not, I would expect that Tyler Shatley's probably going to get a, a pretty lucrative contract offer potentially to be a starter somewhere else. And so you've got to find a guy that you feel confident that can play snaps at center if Brandon Leonard does get hurt again. And A.J. can could be that guy because A.J. has learned to snap over the last couple of years, and he could slide from guard into center. Uh, but you'd like to be able to find maybe a, a true center to groom and to develop to feel good about if Linder can't play. All right, so there you have it, our offensive line discussion. There are plenty of other names in the hopper and in the hat around here on that line, but we'll save those for a rainy day. We've got a lot of time between now and the end of April. Let's come back in a moment and discuss some of the changes in the scouting this year during the 2020 football season and how that could affect how teams look at prospects going into the 2021 NFL Draft. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Jaguars fans, new head coach Urban Meyer is locked in and ready to deliver a championship to Northeast Florida. These fans, especially our loyal season ticket holders, deserve a winner. Don't miss your chance to be at the bank this fall to watch history in the making. Touchdown, Jaguars! Lock in your tickets for the 2021 season by placing a deposit now at Jaguars.com. Limited lower bowl tickets remain. Call 904-633-2000 today to learn more. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest-growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, it's the Good Greek Spiro, and I am proud to announce that Good Greek Moving and Storage is now the official mover of your Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are making all of the right moves, and you should too. So when it's time for you to move, do it like the Jags and call the Good Greek. Simply dial star star Greek from your cell or go to goodgreek.com. That's goodgreek.com. Good Greek Moving and Storage, official movers of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Good Greek Moving and Storage, your superhero movers. 
Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit forevervets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Now more than ever, you need to know exactly who you're bringing into your locker room, understand how they fit the culture that you're attempting to build, understand how they learn and their coachability. You really have to have like a wealth of contacts and experience. And this year will be the year where you see kind of the difference between the, have, the haves and the have-nots when it comes to the evaluators. If you have a staff full of evaluators, guys who understand how to look at the tape and project how players can play versus information gatherers, I think you have a huge advantage because you don't have the opportunity to do some of the other stuff that we've always done to kind of figure it out and to help us get it right at the end. That's our good friend Bucky Brooks on the Jaguars Happy Hour podcast Wednesday. That was yesterday, and welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour Thursday. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman is in his home studio. I'm at the bank. Joe Fortunato with us. Brent Reaver with us today as well. But that podcast available in the official Jaguars Podcast Network. And we're calling it, uh, by the way, Logs, we're calling it Jaguars Happy Hour just this past week. We have a Twitter poll out uh, for a new name because it airs at posts at 8 a.m. on Wednesdays. So Happy Hour makes that a long day if you're enjoying Happy Hour at 8 a.m. But uh, Well, JP, look, they make something called uh, Bloody Marys and Mimosas. What's wrong with that? <laughs> That's true. I guess you're right. Yes. Maybe well, we should. Maybe we, a brunch. We'll call it Jaguars Brunch. How about that? <laughs> See, we just created a new name right here on the program. But we'll uh, next week we'll go through the names for it. But Bucky, we were talking about the changes in scouting technique this year because scouts usually are on campus during the week, getting to talk to players, getting an idea, background information on guys, sitting in the film room at Alabama or wherever they are, wherever they have to go, and they weren't allowed on campus this year. And there was a different system to go to games, so you weren't going to as many games in the places you usually would. So to Bucky's point, if you have a stronger evaluation staff in your scouting department from tape, film, and games, uh, you know, you better have a, a solid Rolodex of, of people to refer to uh, for background information on some of these guys. It's just much different this year in the information gathering stage. Yeah, and, and Bucky and I actually talked about this a little bit when when we had an upgrade a couple of weeks ago, JP, when <laughs> Ashland sat in for you. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's true. And uh, uh, joking, of course. No, no, it's uh, just true. But, it's totally true. Uh, <laughs> just just kidding. JP. Anyway, but, go ahead. Uh, but But anyway, uh, my point with that with, with, and with Bucky, we both kind of agreed that 
I mean, this is a year that scouts really have to earn their money and that some players you have no film on because they opted out or that their universities chose not to play or that their universities were severely limited on the number of games that they could play. So scouts are, are like to trust what they see and, and totally understand that. And so the challenge this year is, is making a lot of decisions and rankings and evaluations based on projections and faith. And that's very hard to do because you can second guess, guess those type of decisions very easily. And I think the one advantage that Trent Baalke has with the Jaguars and being in place when he was hired January, February, whenever it was, mm -hmm. is that he's had some time to kind of sit back. And, and I'm sure that that wasn't his plan, but everybody does this, is that when you work with people, you have a tendency to, to categorize them. You want to find out what their opinions are on certain players. You want to find out what kind of value that they have, how good they are at their jobs, to put it quite simply. Yeah. So Balky has had an opportunity for the past year, essentially, to evaluate the current Jaguar scouting staff and to learn who he can trust from the standpoint of whose opinions are good, and then also maybe who he can't trust, who he thinks opinions aren't very good on evaluating talent. So because Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer can't do the scouting process all by themselves. They have to have help, and you have to have people you can trust. And so Baalke has had some time, approximately a year, yeah. to find out who he can and who he cannot trust. And when I say not trust, I don't mean that somebody's a bad guy and somebody's going to leak information or something of that nature. But let's say Joe Schmo, the one scout, is looking at uh, a player who is he's saying is really good and the other nine scouts say he stinks and in the past the that guy was totally wrong so you you believe that his opinion is not very good so anyway that's my point is that you can find out who you can trust who you can't trust and whose information is good and who inf information is not good and that's that's important especially for Trent Baalke and Urban Meyer because a lot of the scouting staff changes don't happen until after the draft so Trent Baalke won't maybe change a a director of whatever personnel under him until after the draft. So, uh, so it's good that he's had some time to evaluate because if you had somebody that was brought in from the outside to come in, now they're in a position to where they're going, oh my gosh, I can't trust anybody. I just got to do it all myself. But right. I mean, you just can't do it. So you have to trust and, and it's good to know who to trust. And then for those who aren't, don't follow the scouting process in the, in the building that closely, the reason why you don't, you you inherit scouts and the scouting staff for the most part, and those changes happen after the draft because basically they've done all the work already. They know where all the bodies are buried. They know what – so you're not going to bring in a whole where staff. the bodies are buried. In theory, right? <laughs> you know, in the draft room, they know what's going on. Well, I think, I think most scouting staffs or, or he, the head of a scouting staff, general managers or uh, a director of player personnel, whoever's in charge, is less apt to let somebody go because they feel like that if you let a player go or let a, a somebody go who's in scouting, let them go before the draft, they can take your information right. and, and take it somewhere else. That's and they, what I meant. they don't want people to do that. That's what I meant by because burying I mean, the bodies it, are buried. That's, that's what they know that. We're not, we're not, they're not going to oh. bury any buried bodies, JP, okay. around. Oh, maybe that was a little uh, much. Around, 
the stadium. <laughs> but but I get your point, and that you don't want to allow that information to go somewhere else because here's the reality: a lot of us don't even start trying to like, for example, Bucky Brooks just put out his draft rankings 1.0 on the NFL Network. I saw that he just put it out, and of course I I, I read his stuff and and I follow a lot of his stuff, and so it's stuff like that you you want to read. But the reality is is that teams have been working on their draft rankings for a long time. I mean, the work that they've been doing on draft eligible players for this spring, it started even before last year's draft. And so their ranking system probably has existed for months. And so I'm sure that they have the Jaguars 1.0, 2.0, 3.0, 4.0 probably already. And then now that Trent Baalke has, has been hired, he doesn't want those the, those four draft rankings to leave the building and, and to depart with somebody else, even though it might not be on paper, but it might be up in their mind. So uh, that's why you typically see most new general managers wait until after the draft to make changes. But there has been some instances where as soon as guys get hired, some guys get fired. And typically when that happens, it makes you go, hmm, mm -hmm. the person that got fired might have been a mole. Mm. There was a rat somewhere. Uh, let's <laughs> let's come back in a moment. We'll go around the National Football League and a former, well, a retired Jaguar tweeting. Interesting. We're back with our final few minutes of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Superior Fence and Rail knows about commercial fence services. From automatic gates to security fence and railing, Superior Fence and Rail's professional team delivers with great communication, trained installers, and quality products. Trust your next commercial project with a top-rated fence company in Jacksonville. Get off the fence and call Superior Fence and Rail for your commercial project today. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Jaguars fans, whether it's on the field or in your finances, the key to success is a solid plan. From high-yield banking to home lending, into retirement and beyond, TIAA Bank offers solutions that can help you achieve your goals and make the most of your money. It's time for a plan. Start building your legacy today at TIAABank.com slash Jaguars. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, equal housing lender and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why live with foot or ankle pain? 
If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. Hi, this is Dr. Patrick Basil of Basil Plastic Surgery and Wellness. I'm a proud veteran of the U.S. Navy, and during my active duty time, I had the amazing privilege to serve our country and those who were wounded in combat. Helping my patients return to a normal life, I was able to provide an unparalleled level of care, which I've carried over to my own private practice today. As the official plastic surgeon of the Jaguars, I invite you to visit us at patrickbasilmd.com and would like to wish the Jags best of luck in today's game. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. Glad you're along with us today. It is Super Bowl week. We'll get to some of the comments from Roger Goodell coming up, the commissioner of the National Football League with his annual Super Bowl press conference today. We'll get his thoughts on London and a little bit more. Well, you know, there was a former Jaguar who has on the retired reserved list, Telvin Smith, right? We all kind of know the, the story the last couple of years with him off the field. Well, he tweeted yesterday, the first time in like a year and a half, and he said, I think it's time with the hand on his chin emoji. And, of course, Twitter is blowing up trying to figure out what in the heck he's talking about. I'm not here to try to figure out what he's talking about because you try to do that on Twitter, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree most times, Logs. So, you know... <sighs> I'm not sure the status of his legal issues, but um, I'm curious what could happen. Could he? Could he come back? He could unretire, technically, right? Sure, sure. And uh, and, and could this be uh, his way of being kind of sneaky? A sneaky press release? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what people's intentions are sometimes on Twitter because JP, sometimes Twitter just takes you nowhere. <laughs> and social media overall sometimes gets you nowhere, to be right. perfectly honest with you. Right. So if, if you if you got something to say, then say it, has always been my opinion. Okay, don't don't try to be cute. And, and if Telvin wants to play football again, then Telvin needs to say, I want to play football again and needs to take the necessary steps to do so. So until something is said from Telvin, I'll just continue to uh, ignore Twitter. Now, it also this also takes two to tango, by the way. I mean, yes, if he were on retire and jump through all the hoops and do that, I, I, I would guess that the organization is not quite uh, having much momentum to move forward on that, you know, even though there's a new regime and all that. that with everything that's happened the last couple of years, I would think the appetite is uh, fairly small right now. Well, JP, I mean, I, I mean, all this talk is is all hypothetical. I mean, sure. Just because we right. have, a, a, you know, because uh, they haven't announced the staff a, yet. A, basically, a, a forward <laughs> Twitter response from a player who played for the Jaguars a few years ago. Yeah. I mean, are, are we going to have a, an overreaction to that? Uh, uh, I'm not. 
and uh, I'm more excited about the things that uh, are up and coming for this football team. And I'm not that excited for the unknowns, and I would categorize this into the unknown. Oh, it is a different unknown. So on that note, let's move forward and discuss what Roger Goodell had to say today. The National Football League commissioner was in Tampa for his annual Super Bowl press conference, and he was asked about the status of the London games logs. And here's what he said to our good friend Richard Graves of Sky Sports. He was asked about the international series and the future during the pandemic. He said, we hope to get back there in 2021, and we are planning for it. We will make that decision when we have enough information to do so. So the plans are still in the works. They're planning like they're going to be able to do it. We'll see. Obviously, all the restrictions and everything, if they stay in the U.K. and even uh, here in the United States in, in different locales, that could change everything. But plan as normal as you can until you're told otherwise. That's the basic thing. Now, the Jaguars do not have a contract currently for Wembley, for London, for anything. So the league would have to start this process of having the games happen, and then um, we'll see what the Jaguars do in response. Well. Here's my thoughts on that, JP. First and foremost, I think it would be incredibly tough to to make a plan or to formulate a plan that can be executed in 2021 to get a team to go, or any team for that matter, to go over to play games in London. I think it would be incredibly challenging to expect the vaccination levels to reach uh, a, a point to where you feel comfortable allowing a team to travel internationally because of so many variables that would come into play about trying to keep your team safe. So I think that's probably a little bit of uh, uh, maybe getting a little bit ahead of the game right there. But look, there's absolutely nothing wrong with trying to plan that way. And and I think that the Jaguars, even though we sit there and say they don't have a contract, look, uh, the the bargaining positions and, and, the, and the talk, the, the Jaguars have done that dance before. And I don't think it would take much to be able to accomplish and to reach an agreement with playing games in, in Wembley again or at another facility if it suits the Jaguars' interest. So um, they certainly have an advantage in that and that the team has been willing to play in the past and they have certainly become pretty good at executing the plans over there. They've had a, a London-based office over there for a number of years and they have a presence over there. So uh, I would not be surprised if, if the Jaguars were the first team at some point if the news finally does come out that teams are going to play in London again, that the Jaguars would be a part of that mix, and, and I would expect them to be so. But I think it's just going to be incredibly difficult to accomplish that in, in 2021. Goodell also said that uh, we're talking about the offseason program coming up. That's really the next big thing for the veterans, and that starts around April. Guys can come back in for offseason uh, workouts in the gym, and then a few weeks later it's the phase system and all that. Well, they didn't have any of that last year. <laughs> Because of COVID, it was all virtual. And Goodell said today that virtual will be part of our life for the long term. So there will be, I would guess, obviously at some point they'll try to have guys back on the field. He wasn't too specific today on that point. But the virtual part worked out pretty well. There were guys that took advantage of that opportunity. A guy like James Robinson, right? Undrafted guy, was in the film room and the meeting rooms every day, took it to heart, and then when he finally had a chance to get on the field in July, you saw what happened. Yeah, but here's the thing, JP. I think you can definitely, when, when Roger's talking about virtual is going to be a part of our future, I think he's talking about more from, you know, in the past we've seen 
the the OTAs and things of that nature. And I think that, that the virtual aspect will probably replace some of that this year. So in other words, instead of having the 14 organized team mm-hmm. activities, you now have virtual uh, meetings and such to replace that. But I believe this year that they will find a way to hold mini camps of some nature and to institute testing leading up to that to where they can feel safe about having their team because the league proved that they can do it in a safe manner this past season. So you start to implement those type of procedures and and uh, and principles in place to, to get ready to do a mini camp and maybe the mini camp through collective bargaining gets extended a little bit. Instead of being three days, it might be three days and then all of a sudden they, they change the tempo and, and allow you to make it a little bit longer. Okay, let's bring all the players in. And since we don't have OTAs, we'll just make it extended mini camps. We'll bring players in, have them test, make sure everybody's safe. We're all safe. And, and then that way we can accomplish a little bit on the field because look, football is an on the field sport. Mm-hmm. And even though that you had a guy like James Robinson who had a wildly successful rookie year and he was an undrafted player, look, there's a lot of players that I'm sure slipped through the cracks just because they didn't have an opportunity to show what they have on the field in OTAs and in mini camp and training camp because coaches and organizations are trying to hit the ground running and get ready for a season and they didn't have the luxury or the wherewithal to allow a young player to develop. Now the Jaguars were in a little different category last year. They they had all young players. So it wasn't like they would say, you know, we don't want James Robinson. We're going to use him instead because their choices were James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, and that was a pretty bold decision to make. Yeah, but then the other choices, to be perfectly honest with you, JP, they weren't that good. Right. Uh, there you have it. So a couple of comments from the commissioner today. And now it's, of course, Super Bowl 55 coming up Sunday. Uh, Goodell also said today that Tom Brady was, quote, probably the greatest player to ever play this game. He's not far off. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did he actually use the word probably? Yes, that's right. Well, I mean, you know, he's the commissioner. He can't just go out and say Roger. It, right? I mean, really? Probably? <laughs> I mean, we're talking about 10 Super Bowls? He could win his seventh? And you're using the term probably? I mean, he's played in a Super Bowl teams. for half of his career. Ten out of twenty I mean, years, he's played in a I Super mean, Bowl. How many? How many championship games, JP, has he played oh, in? Oh gosh, just fourteen, fifteen. I mean, it's crazy. Fourteen, fifteen, fifteen was this year. Was fifteen, right? I think so. And we're saying probably he's played in eighteen percent of all Super Bowls all time. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, Roger. I I, I think we can say that uh, Tom Brady is Pretty good. the goat. He yes. is the greatest of all time, and and I think what we're watching right now is somebody that could be the next in line. And by the way, you want to say hi to my dog? Oh, hey! Look at that. My, we're on Jaguars.com and Jag my, Social. My dog right here, Merle. Hey, Merle Dave wants to be a part of the show. And uh, he says hi. I saw. He says hi, JP. Hey, and Joe. hey, Merle. Uh, welcome to the program. And I know there's probably a frisbee in his future, right? He loves frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. Uh, it, it, he he probably is a little disappointed that his dad doesn't have the arm that some other people might have throwing a frisbee <laughs> because I can't throw it far enough for him. Now that's a <laughs> that's a frisbee chasing dog. Like, I, don't, I don't know what what's the yeah. breed. What's the breed name? Well, I mean. I, he is a, a miniature Australian Shepherd. Ah, there you go. And it, 
it's pretty cool. We named him Merle just because the coloring that he has is called Blue Merle. And so they have like uh, Red Merle, Blue Merle, which is the Red Merle is like a brown and a mix of the other colors. The Blue Merle is the gray with a mix of the other colors. So anyway, I like the name Merle, not because of Merle Haggard. A lot of people <laughs> think that's it, just because I, I like the name and that was the color phase he was. So anyway, when we, we got him, we didn't know this or didn't get him with the intention of this, that his grandfather was a Grand National Champion Frisbee doll. Well, there you go. And so when he was a puppy, I had this little cloth Frisbee used to roll in the backyard. I know this is totally off football. But eventually taught him to catch Frisbees, and, and he's an absolute nut. You can throw a Frisbee 200 yards, and he'll catch him out of the air, jump five or six feet high catching him, and, and does all these things, almost like the uh, – you know, the X game when dudes jump, ride yeah. their bikes and jump and they kick it out and stuff. Yep. yep. Okay. Merle does that when he catches Frisbees. He'll jump up in the air, catch the Frisbee and turn sideways and then land like a cat. So pretty, well, pretty cool. You've, pretty cool dog to have. You've had uh, a couple of very illustrious careers, National Football League player, radio broadcaster for a long time, outdoor show and the Jaguars. If, if it doesn't work out, you could go throw frisbees around at halftime of NBA games. Halftime, baby! I am perfect. I am totally available for halftime entertainment. I can leave the booth, be down on the field, me See? and Merle put on a show, and then be back up in the booth. And you know, here's the thing: I'm cheap. I mean, I'm really <laughs> cheap for halftime entertainment. <laughs> Aren't we all entertained? Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, all right. So the game coming up Sunday. In Tampa, the Buccaneers and Tom Brady has been sitting in his house watching film for 12 days straight by the time Sunday comes around without uh, Giselle and the kids there. And then uh, the Chiefs have haircut issues, as you heard in the open of the program today. They've had a couple guys added to the COVID list this week. There were a line of about 20 guys waiting to get their hair cut, and one was half done when they pulled the barber out of the facility after his positive test. I'm curious what his hair looks like, but... Uh, we'll see what happens. Those guys could come back on the weekend on Saturday and be eligible to play on Sunday if they remain negative. I think it's Chiefs by 10. They pull away in the fourth quarter with their speed outlasting Tampa Bay, probably 35 to 25, 26, somewhere in there. I, I would agree with you, and and not so much the, the speed, but I, I just don't think that Tampa's defense – can can uh, keep up with Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City almost has the ability to flip a switch whenever they want to, and whenever they need to to really to really amp it up. And Patrick Mahomes is a great talent. This might be JP one of the most anticipated Super Bowls for me personally. That that I just can't wait to watch it. I mean, we really are. We're watching, and we're very fortunate. We're, we're incredibly fortunate that we're watching the greatest of all time and arguably the greatest young player of all time. And it's, it's so rare that you have that type of situation on the field at the same time. And so we, we've got to cherish this because something like this may never come along ever again. And, and, I, and I can't wait to watch it. And Tampa's defense is going to have to play incredibly well for them to win. Tom Brady is going to have to protect the football because if he has a game like what he had against Green Bay, Kansas City will boat race them because I mean, they're that good on offense and they're that explosive on offense. So Tampa's got to play really well. And here's the crazy thing. Yeah, Tampa quickly. has the ability to do that. 
Yeah, they certainly do. They certainly do. So get the buffalo chicken dip ready, Logs, and enjoy the game. We'll you know talk me, to you JP, next week. I got it ready, man. The chicken, chicken and my blue cheese and uh, tiger sauce is ready. Love it. Jeff Lagerman, Joe Fortunato, Brett Reber, our entire crew. I'm JP Shadrick. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the Super Bowl. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.